So the week started with that viral video, if you recall, from former NHL player Ryan Whitney documenting his experience at Pearson Airport. Then came that travel warning from the Canadian Public Health Agency warning travelers about the risk of monkeypox. Late yesterday, we heard from Air Canada. They are canceling 10% of their flights out of Pearson. And now, just uh, this morning, we get news that the U.S. is dropping COVID testing for all incoming international travelers. So, certainly plenty of travel headlines from the week. And joining us now is Duncan D., former Chief Operations Officer for Air Canada. Duncan, good afternoon, and I appreciate your time. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. First off, uh, could you give us your reaction to today's news that the U.S. is now dropping COVID testing for inbound air travelers? Look, it basically is great news for any international tourist that wants to come to North America. It's really bad news for Canada in the sense that uh, we now have a competitor with a huge competitive advantage over um, Canada in terms of uh, travel. Um, Tourism is a competitive business. Tourism dollars are discretionary dollars. So um, we're chasing the same euros, pounds, and pesos that the Americans are, and the Americans just uh, one-upped us. So would that be your message then, Duncan, to Canadian officials where COVID testing, of course, remains ineffective at airports across the country? I mean, my message to them is if you are going to insist on these mandates, you've got to do a much better job of enforcing them. It's a mess at the airports because the mandates that the government themselves chose to impose they're having difficulty enforcing them. So it makes no sense on the one hand to say they're so important, and on the other hand, not investing in enforcing these seemingly important mandates. All right. Is there a better way, from what you've seen, what you've heard, what's going on at the airports uh, right now, is there something we're not doing that we should when it comes to COVID testing and these mandates that continue? Absolutely. Look, even before the Americans made their announcement, travel to the U.S. was exceedingly um, easier than coming to Canada. Uh, The COVID testing requirement to the U.S., the vaccine mandate, that's all handled before you even leave home. Uh, You do it electronically with your airline, and then you get a confirmation from your airline that your documents and your proof has been approved. And if for some reason the, uh, the documents you uploaded weren't approved, you got a message as well, so you could show up at the airport a little bit earlier to get that checked out. But in Canada, everything is done, even though we've sent everything ahead of time through the ArriveCan app, there's this weird requirement in Canada for everything to be rechecked when people get to the uh, customs uh, desk. And so what's happened in Canada is we now have uh, 69 days where we've had delays at Pearson Airport in particular related to aircraft having to stay off the gate because the customs halls are just so full with these travelers being processed through the the uh, procedures. Is there any doubt in your mind, Duncan, that it's the testing? Is that what is solely to blame and responsible for the delays we've seen for weeks on end now at airports across the country? Is it the testing or is it a number of factors? Well, look, on the inbound side, for people arriving into Canada, it's both the testing and the requirement to show proof of vaccination. You know, um, listeners in uh, uh, your area may not be aware of this, but, you know, in terms of international travelers, their vaccine certificates may not necessarily be in English or French, so it it would have to be translated. Uh, the The actual vaccines that they have been given 
may not be the ones we're familiar with in Canada. So that all of that verification takes time. And then you've got the added layer, as you've mentioned, Jeff, in terms of the random testing that's done at the airports. You know, they couldn't have chosen a worse place to do this random testing. And, you know, there, there's been, there have been reports where some of these test results have even been lost, you know, where you've had the test um, performed and people are waiting at home for, for more than a week, waiting for the test results to come back. So it, it, it's a bit farcical the way this is being run at the airports. So that's the inbound problem. The outbound problem, you've got security lineups in some of the largest airports that are stretching two, three, four hours long. And so the airports in Vancouver and Toronto are now advising travelers to show up three hours before their um, flight even departs. You know, the normal check-in time for a domestic flight is 45 minutes. For an international flight, is 60 minutes. But in Canada, it's now three hours. I want to ask you as well, Duncan, about your former employer, Air Canada, because they have just announced that they've cancelled 10% of the flights uh, that they usually have coming out of uh, Pearson. So to the point about uh, delays and also what we were talking about just moments ago with the uh, U.S. now dropping COVID testing for international inbound uh, travelers, this seems to be having some uh, real impact, uh, real impact when it comes to uh, tourism and uh, airfare and air flights, just at a time when, of course, we know the tourism and hospitality industry starting to find their feet again after the pandemic. Jeff, I mean, you've hit the nail on the proverbial head here. Uh, this, these delays at customs and security are having huge impacts on the airlines and indirectly as well on the travel and tourism sector. The cancellations that are being made by airlines are a direct result of these delays that are totally outside their control. The reason why they need to cancel flights is because they're simply running out of employees to operate these flights. When a flight arrives at the gate later than it's supposed to for 69 days now straight, the, the number of hours pilots and flight attendants can, can work every month is regulated. So once they exceed that, those hours, it doesn't matter whether they want to operate the flight or not. They just can't. The law won't allow them to do that. And so the airlines are being forced to do this things that are so drastic, like canceling 10% of their flights out of, out of Pearson's. And, you know, we're about to enter, we're on the verge of entering the summer travel peak season where all of the flights are full. So, you know, I, I, I'd hate to be the person telling uh, the Canadian family who's been waiting two years to go on a summer trip that their trip's been canceled because the government can't handle the load at the airports. Just finally, to that end, uh, what would your message be? What would you implore the travel minister to do, Duncan? What do you think is the uh, quickest and most effective solution to this ongoing problem? Look, instantaneously, just two things. First of all, on the international arrival side, drop these mandates um, because you just can't enforce them. Uh, it, they, they've proven that they can't do it, so just drop them and move it to something like the U.S. did, which was which was electronic verification ahead of time. And then on the departure side, just change the way they, they screen uh, travelers. Did you know, do listeners know that the air crew that operate their aircraft are screened just like the average traveler coming off the street? So you've literally got hundreds of crews walking through the security line and every single time they're checked, their liquids, their shoes, everything. And so if you remove that requirement for crews to be checked, which is the standard in many countries around the world, including the U.S., what you end up with is a whole host of new screeners that suddenly can be deployed to the regular line. 
Do something similar as the U.S. does as well for trusted travelers, where you expedite the screening. I went through LaGuardia Airport in New York, one of the country's busiest airports in the United States, and I went through from the curb past security in 94 seconds on a Wednesday morning peak time. We can't even do that at Pearson, even with a trusted traveler uh, status. It would take five, six, maybe even 10 minutes, and that's when there are no lines. Sometimes it'll take three hours. So those are simple things that the government can do now, immediately, in advance of the summer peak. They just need the will to do it. Duncan D., former Chief Operating Officer for Air Canada. Duncan, very informative, enlightening conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, with us here on this Friday. Really appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.